Blog Talk Radio. To the Dante Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another round of the Dante Show on the last Monday in July. That's right. It is July 30th, 2018. Can you believe this year is flying by this fast? And that means we are one month closer to getting rid of President Trump. <laughs> Every day that goes by, I'm like, cool, he's almost out of office. You know, people are saying impeach, impeach, and he'll be gone soon and all that kind of stuff. But to be quite honest, I don't know when the man is, is leaving, so I'm just going to just stick when he's supposed to leave and just be happy, all right? So I posted yesterday um, on the Dante Show Facebook page, and it was kind of funny. Well, not funny, but they're saying that people are now suffering from, I think it's post-Trump um, disorder or post-Trump syndrome, and it's, it's now labeled as a mental health condition that a lot of mental health therapists are saying people are coming to their couches with. Um, people are dealing with anxiety and stress and all that stuff related to having Trump in office. And it's not funny, but it's like, dang, this dude has now has a new um, a mental illness named after him. And that that's just like, you got to be kidding me. What's it called? Let me see. They said Trump anxiety disorder. Trump anxiety disorder. Can you believe it? Um, they said there's a rise in anxiety stemming from the country's politics, and that is what it's being called. So Trump Congratulations to you. You have now um, officially created a new disorder that now mental health professionals have to diagnose and deal with. I think that is nothing short of, I won't say hilarious, but I wonder if all those folks who are suffering from this Trump anxiety disorder, if they have Obamacare. Do they need Obamacare? You know, do they, are they covered? You know, who's paying for their therapy um, visits and all that kind of stuff? I just, just find that to be quite comical. But it is what it is, and we're going to keep pushing until this man is out of office. Um, yeah. In other news, uh, Mission Impossible, um, I went and saw that over the course of the weekend, and it was phenomenal. I would say the Mission Impossible, the latest one, is the best one they've ever had out. Um, last week I was raving about the Equalizer 2 because I thought Denzel gave a tour de force performance in that film. But Tom Cruise and that cast, um, Bing Rames, you know, he ain't the same Bing Rames, baby boy. This Bing Rames been eating them RV sandwiches. Bing then put on some weight. But I love being nonetheless. You know, I love Holiday Heart. I love being Rains. But, yeah, if you have not seen Mission Impossible 2, I strongly consider going to see Mission Impossible um, when you can. All right. And then also some other stuff that done jumped off. We all know that Faith and CBJ got married. Faith and CBJ got married, and they re- released a song. And the song is called um, A Minute. Now, a lot of people are trying to clown the song and saying, why would Faith sing a song with um, Stevie J and, oh, my God, Stevie J from Love and Hip Hop? No. We must remember where Stevie J came from. Stevie J has been around for decades. Stevie J is one of the great 90s producers that we cannot keep shading. Stevie J has left a serious legacy um, when it comes to the whole bad boy era and all that. Stevie J was a pillar 
um, during that season. But him and Faith released a, a song and a very steamy music video. I sat and watched it with my mom, and my mom said it's a shameful God, it's a disgrace, it's an abomination that Faith and her husband going to do a, a video so erotic and sexual. But I love the song. A lot of folks disagree. A lot of folks are not feeling it. But I love the song. I love it because I'm big on lyrics. And basically they're saying that no matter what happens, we got each other's backs. We know people going to talk. They're going to say what they want to say. But, hey, I got you and you got me, babe, kind of like Sunny and Cher. And who better sing it with than her husband? People were saying she should have sang it with Tank, should have sang it with, you know, all these other artists. But, no, she sang it with her husband, the man she loves. And the lyrics are going to each other. So let's give let's give praise what praise is due. And then last but not least, um, Paramount, the Paramount Network um, and BET have released the Trayvon Martin story. And if, if any of you watched the Khalif Browder story, you know, Jay-Z was behind this docu-series, um, and that one was about Khalif Browder. And he was a young man that, that was sentenced to, to years in Rikers for a crime he did not commit. Well, now Jay-Z is throwing it out there again with the Trayvon Martin story, and it's called Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. And it has been hailed as a powerful condemnation of a trial and a nation. And I think it's important that we, you know, stay stay on top of this kind of stuff because we're seeing, thanks to Trump, all kind of racial crimes, hate crimes, violence, and people just feeling this, this newfound privilege that they always felt, but now for some reason they feel they have the um, path to just do what they want to do. So we cannot forget about Trayvon Martin and all the others. I believe Sandra Bland has a story that's coming out on Netflix, but the Trayvon Martin story is talking about a lot of stuff that we did not get to see um, related to the court trial, but a lot of stuff that's associated with, with what really happened. You know, where is George Zimmerman today? Is he still walking around free? Probably so. If I was him, I'd be a little scared to walk anywhere because that man is infamous, and I think everyone knows him. But, of course, just like Trump, he probably has his own set of fans, you know. So let's just be real with that. All right, so let's get into tonight's show. It's not going to be a long one. Because usually, unless I'm talking about, you know, something trashy or, or, you know, something that's just really all just over the top, you know, people blowing the phone. But tonight I'm talking about something that has to do with your health, sexual health, and to keep you HIV negative, okay? It is something called PrEP. So if you've never heard of PrEP, prophylaxis. And basically, in a nutshell, it is a pill you can take once a day to decrease your chance of contracting HIV by up to 99%. All right, up to 99%. Now, I think this conversation is important because a lot of people are still unaware of PrEP. They have no idea what PrEP is about. They have no idea how to access PrEP, and they're still challenged on just the ins and outs and what does PrEP do. And instead of my people walking around being ignorant, I feel it's important to do what I do or do what I can since I work in the HIV education prevention field to let my people know all they need to know to keep themselves HIV negative. Also, to let those of you who are in serial discord relationships, meaning one one partner is positive, one partner is negative, which you can do to make sure the negative partner remains negative. All right? So we're going to do a a nice little walk through the park and talk about PrEP. So I'm going to ask everyone to get get some pen, get some paper, um, do what you got to do, invite a friend, 
you know, and let them hear this because if it's not for you, it can it can help somebody else. All right, we can't be so selfish and say, well, they ain't gonna do me. But everybody knows somebody that's out there having sex. They probably having sex right now. More than likely, they are having sex right now. If they're not listening to Dante show, they're having sex. All right, if they're having sex, are they using a condom? Probably not, because statistically. I would say 100% of the people who have sex do not always use condoms. Everyone says they do, but I believe that everyone has a slip-up every now and then. They either put the condom on wrong, they got the wrong size condom, or they don't use a condom at all because they feel that the condom will spoil the mood or they're under the impression that, hey, this person looks like they're clean, a phrase I hate when it comes to sexual um, STDs, they clean and they won't give me anything. But a lot of people have contract HIV from people who they thought were clean, okay? All right, so let's go. PrEP is not new. It's not new. So get that out of your head. PrEP is not new. And I say that because in November of 2010, the New England Journal of Medicine published the results of a three-year clinical trial funded by the National Institutes of Health, announcing the arrival of a treatment that can reduce the risk of contracting HIV by more than 90%, all right? So that was in November of 2010, all right? We're in 2018, and people still do not know about PrEP. They're still unaware that it's out there, and they still think that it does not, um, that it's not made for them, okay? Let me put this out there right now. PrEP is not a pill just for gays. All right, PrEP is not a pill that is just for gays. PrEP is not a pill that is just for gay men, all right? PrEP is not a pill that is just for gay men who are highly sexually active, okay? Anybody can get on PrEP. If you are a person who is having sex, you do not know the status of all your partners. You may have a lot of partners. I don't, yes, you're young, get your life, you know, but you just want to take that extra precaution. PrEP is something for you. Think about birth control. All right? A lot of women are on birth control who are not having sex, okay? There's a lot of females walking around. They're on the pill, but they're not having sex every single day. They don't have a main sex partner. They don't have a husband, boyfriend, fiance. They don't have nobody, but they take the pill in case they meet that jump off, just in case they meet Tyrone at a function, and Tyrone doesn't just dial up in their head and they're like, you know, I'm going to give Tyrone some, but I don't want to get pregnant. I ain't got no condoms. Tyrone look clean. You know, because usually when it comes to heterosexual conversations about sex, we always talk about pregnancy. We tell our daughters, don't go out there and get pregnant. We tell our sons, don't go out there and make no babies, okay? So what do they do? They use all kind of other methods to avoid getting pregnant. The girl's either on the pill. That means condoms are out the window. The boy will pull out before he has an orgasm, you know, pull out before he comes, before he busts. He'll pull out. That means what? She can't get pregnant. Or they'll have anal sex. That's right. Girls have anal sex, too. So for those who think anal sex is just, is just for gays, think again. It's not. There are a lot of women out there who enjoy anal sex, and they also use anal sex as a form of birth control. Because a lot of young girls, we tell them don't get pregnant, and where they do, hey, I can't get pregnant in the booty. So if he's sticking in the booty and he ejaculates, I may have semen in my booty, but I'm not going to get pregnant. All right, but guess what else she would get? She can get anal syphilis, chlamydia, herpes, HIV, all kind of stuff all up in the booty, all right? So anal sex, okay, is a mode of transmission for HIV. 
all right? We've got to begin to educate people on just sex as a whole. There is no such thing as gay. Get that out your mind. Gay sex does not exist. There's oral sex, anal sex, vaginal sex, all right? If you engage in any of those three, you are having sex, okay? All right, we got that out the way? All right, cool. So let's talk about pre-exposure prophylaxis. Basically, pre means before, all right? Exposure, coming into contact with HIV. So before you come into contact with HIV, use PrEP, prophylaxis, treatment to prevent an infection from happening, all right? Before coming into contact with HIV, use this treatment to prevent an infection from happening. Pre-exposure prophylaxis, all right? Boom. That's what PrEP is. So PrEP is not something that you take after you've been exposed to HIV. We'll talk about PEP later. PrEP is something you take to avoid exposure, all right? Now, the difference between PrEP and PEP is that PEP, P-E-P, is post-exposure prophylaxis. So let's say, for example, you have sex with someone, and they tell you after it's over, I forgot to mention I have HIV. And you look at them like, what, you forgot? They're like, hey, my bad, you didn't ask, I forgot to tell you. All right, you can go to the clinic, and you can get on PEP, post-exposure prophylaxis. Post means after you've been exposed, prophylaxis. It is a regimen you take for 21 days, okay, that will um, help your body not still convert to HIV positive if, in fact, you have been exposed. You can get on PEP within 72 hours. You have three days to get on PEP, okay? Do not try to get on PEP a week after exposure. Get on PEP the day after exposure up to three days, all right? All right. Who does PrEP work for? PrEP works for anybody who's having sex, all right? Anybody who's having sex, gay, bisexual, transgender, men, women, old, young, black, white, Latino, it does not matter. If you are human, you qualify for PrEP. It works for you. But you must be HIV negative, okay? PrEP does not work for people who are living with HIV. You must be HIV negative to get on PrEP, all right? All right, we got that out the way. So the big thing is, people want to know what is PrEP. PrEP basically, right now at the moment, is one pill called Truvada. Truvada is a part of the HIV treatment regimen, okay? It is a blue pill made by Gilead, all right? So you always see the commercials nowadays or the billboards or whatever, and they say, take the little blue pill, the little blue pill. Don't confuse the little blue pill with what Neo did not take in the Matrix, okay? You got the blue and the red, all right? The blue pill is what you want to take for PrEP, Truvada. Truvada, said three times, Truvada. That is a pill currently being used for PrEP. Other pills are being researched, that, but right now the one on the market is Truvada, okay? So I say that because if you go to somebody's house and you happen to see a bottle of Truvada in their cabinet and you know that Truvada is an HIV medication, do not instantly assume that person is HIV positive, okay? That person could be on PrEP. All right, so it's important that you know that because I don't want you to pre-shame someone or, or incorrectly stigmatize somebody. Well, there's no correct way to stigmatize somebody, but I don't want you to jump the gun and say, oh, my God, this person has HIV. I just saw Travada in their medicine cabinet. I just saw Travada on their bathroom counter. No, because that person could be HIV negative, but they're taking PrEP, okay, which is a feather in their cap because that means they're taking the necessary measures to remain HIV negative. All right? All right. So PrEP provides 92% to 99% reduction in HIV risk for HIV-negative individuals who take the pill every day as directed. All right, that is the key. 
You must take the pill every single day as directed. Every single day as directed, just like birth control. Just like birth control, all right? Now, here's some other stats they found out from an IPREP study back in the day. For people who take seven PrEP pills per week, their estimated level of protection is 99%. For people who take PrEP four times per week, their estimate level of protection is 96%, okay? From those doses, the level of effectiveness drops. So you want to make sure you're taking your pill every single day so the medication can be as effective as possible in your system, okay? Now, uh, one important thing, if you are on PrEP, if you get assigned PrEP or start taking PrEP, do not take PrEP on day one and just throw condoms out the window and go out there and get buck wild. Okay, don't get your first day, take your first day and run to the bathhouse and just have, have your life. Don't do that. It must take at least, it takes at least seven days, seven days to reach high levels of protection against HIV. Okay, so that means start taking it, let a week go by. All right, because what you're doing is you're basically building up a force field around your body. So day one, let's say your feet are safe. Day two, now it's your feet up to your knees. Day three, it's your feet up to your, your waist. You know, so every single day you're getting more and more of the medication in your system and you're building up a bigger and stronger, more effective barrier against HIV, all right? So give yourself seven days of continued, um, continued dosage to get that peak level of protection, all right? Also, be mindful, PrEP only protects against HIV, all right? It's only HIV. So you want to use condoms to protect against all the other STDs, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea. Use a condom, protect against that. But PrEP will protect against HIV. So we recommend PrEP and condoms if you want maximum protection from all STDs. If you want just sexual health protection, PrEP plus a condom, okay? Another big question out there, side effects. Everybody wants to know, what are the side effects with PrEP? Well, PrEP is generally safe and well-tolerated. Most of the people who I know who are on PrEP, they're taking it without a problem, they're taking it with no side effects, and they're doing a great job, okay? They may get, may get a little bit of nausea, you know, the first few days or whatever, sometimes a headache, you know, but after that, they're good. It's just like popping a vitamin every single day, okay? Now, this is one thing that I want to just put out there. This is why it's very important for communities of color to take part in clinical trials. So as we know, Every single medication that's on the market, it went through a clinical trial period, okay? Now, a clinical trial is when the researchers are evaluating the effectiveness, the side effects, and all that kind of stuff of these medications. I don't care what it is. They, just, they, have, to, they have to evaluate it on human subjects. So when you look at the side of a medicine bottle and you see the side effects and it's like, you know, nausea, stomach, stomach aches, diarrhea, all this kind of stuff, those are all side effects that, that people who have gone through the clinical trials have reported, and they've got to report it as a side effect. Now, it may be a 1% chance that you get nauseous, but somebody did get nauseous, and they got to report that. Now, keep in mind, based upon demographic, the side effects may differ. We all know that the black community has different stressors than the white community, so medications may affect whites differently than blacks. So you can be an African-American getting on a medication and your side effects are off the chart and you're like, yo, the bottle didn't even tell it's going to feel like this. That's because we're not taking part in these very important clinical trials and we must do so. We must do so 
goes to the playing field is level, and that we're all on the same page. Okay? All right. Now, keep in mind that PrEP is highly accessible. It is highly accessible. You can visit, um, you can go online. There's billions of just sites now for PrEP. But I know Gilead has a program that will help pay for PrEP. It has an assistance program for people who cannot afford PrEP because the medication can be roughly about $2,000 a month. That's just for the pills, okay? That's not including all the lab fees and doctor visits associated with it. So when it comes down to it, you know, people need help. You need help. So I know if you don't have private insurance, you can qualify for a lot of programs that are out there getting people on PrEP. But say you have something like Kaiser. If you're on the West Coast, Kaiser is our, our big hospital chain. If you have Kaiser, Kaiser does provide PrEP, all right? It does provide PrEP. If you have Kaiser and you want to get on PrEP, let your primary care physician know you want to get on PrEP. Now, you may get some pushback because a lot of primary care physicians are not abreast of PrEP, don't know what PrEP is about, they're not really clear about it, and don't want to just handle what they will call a headache associated with it, or they may misjudge you and say, well, you don't need that because you're not in the high-risk category for infection. Look at you. You're a married woman or you're a female. You're not like, no, do what you got to do for you. So if you want PrEP, if you want this pill that you take once a day to decrease your chance of contracting HIV, go to your primary care provider and let him know, hey, I want to get on PrEP, all right? What do I got to do? What steps do I take? More than likely, they will navigate you to probably the infection, infection disease section. Boom, you're in, solid. But if you don't want to do that and you live in California um, or L.A. particularly, there are clinics all over. What I recommend is go to Get Prep L.A., okay, Get Prep L.A., www.getprepla.com, all right? There is a bounty of services that they will show you. A lot of people don't know about this because they're not researching it, Okay. I'm trying to be proactive here, people, to let you know what your options are so you don't have to come to the clinic and say, Dante, guess what? I think I caught something. Yo, I'm letting you know this in, in advance. You can decrease your chance of contracting HIV, all right? There are locations all throughout Los Angeles County, um, Long Beach counties, and all kind of stuff where you can go and get PrEP free. My job, APLA Health and Wellness, we provide PrEP. All right, we are a prep center of excellence. That's what they call them in LA. There's a lot of prep centers of excellence. My job will help you get on prep. You have questions about benefits, have questions about how to enroll. Hey, inbox me on Facebook. Find me on Facebook, Dante Morrison. Inbox me a message. I will navigate you to help you get on prep. If you have medical coverage, I will tell you what you need to do. Everyone should get on prep if you feel this is something that's going to work in your best interest. your best case, okay? All right. So what's some other stuff that people need to know about um, Truvada? Well, Truvada, PrEP, has been used to treat HIV for a decade, okay? Truvada is actually one of the pills that I used to take. So I know about Truvada. I was on Truvada as a person living with HIV, but now it's for people who are HIV negative to help them not contract the virus. Truvada has been around for a decade. It is not a new medication. It is not something that was just created it is something that's been around for a while, okay? So it is heavily researched. It has been monitored, tracked, watched, all kind of stuff, all right? All right. Again, I said Trivada can reduce the risk of contracting HIV by more than 90%, more than 90%. Now, what also happened was people thought that because um, we had an increase in PrEP usage 
it played a part in why we had an increase in um, the spread of other STDs. So let me, let, me, let me tell you something about how this all works. So when you get on PrEP, you have to go through a, um, you know, a battery of tests. They got to test your, your, of course, make sure you're HIV negative. Then they run tests on your liver to make sure you can tolerate the medications. They do a lot of pre-screens before giving you the drug. During these pre-screens, you also do all of the STD tests. They test you for syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea, all right? Being that some of these STDs do not have any signs or symptoms, people are walking around with STDs unbeknown. They have no idea they have these STDs. When they go to get on PrEP, they find out, hey, you also you have syphilis. So we're going to treat the syphilis and then give you the PrEP. Now, the funny part about that is people are saying, well, because folks are getting on PrEP, we're seeing an increase in STDs. No, we're not seeing an increase in STDs. We're just catching more STDs because people are coming in to get screened because they want to get on PrEP. That's your light bulb moment. Aha, aha. So don't think that people are getting on PrEP and they're just catching all kinds of STDs. No, these folks more than likely had an STD, and now we're finding out that these STDs are out there because they're coming in to get on PrEP, all right? So that is something that's going around that was just really confusing folks and saying, well, hey, folks are getting STDs from being on PrEP. No, that's not the case, all right? Another thing, unfortunately, PrEP has not been widely adopted um, as, as most public health officials thought. We thought that PrEP, people are going to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, my God, this thing is out here that could decrease my chance of getting HIV. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. You know, that's not the case. It's a lot of folks out there who are still not um, in support of PrEP. They're not trying to get on PrEP. They're not running to get on PrEP. That is unfortunate. That's unfortunate. And it all has to do with a lot of medical fear. People still have concerns about medications. They have medical mistrust. They're like, well, I don't want to be a guinea pig. What's the long-term effects? Hey, I don't really know. I don't know. But it, it has it has not getting the, the welcome that it needs to get, especially in those communities that are hardest hit by HIV, which usually is communities of color, minority communities, okay? All right. And also, Trevada has been stigmatized by some members of the gay community. Now, when PrEP first came out, there was an organization, a well-known organization, that had this whole anti-PrEP campaign. There was an anti-PrEP campaign going out there that was calling um, people on PrEP Truvada whores, basically saying that people who are on PrEP are whores or they're living very promiscuous lives. I don't like calling people whores. I don't like calling people a hoe. You know, if you're having sex, you're having sex. You know, why are we why are we put people in a box and say, hey, you should only have sex with one person and should be missionary staff? That's that's not reality. That's not reality. And then if someone is single, if a person is single and they're having sex, so be it. You know, as long as they're being safe about it, as long as it's consensual, they know how to rewind signing nobody. You know, it's like it's me and you. We're doing this. You know, I'm with you today, I'm with this one tomorrow. Why are we judging? We should not be judging. So the the organization was just stigmatizing PrEP and, and shaming people who are on PrEP and making it appear like PrEP is only for the highly promiscuous individuals or those street walkers out there on Figueroa and whatnot. That's not the case because PrEP works for serodiscordant relationships. Like I said, one partner is negative, the other partner is positive. The, the biggest challenge in those kind of relationships is they feel they can't be as intimate as they want because they always have to have a condom present. A condom must be used at all times if the person does not want to serial convert to HIV positive. The introduction of PrEP, it broke down that barrier of divide because now on PrEP, 
they can be intimate without that latex barrier. No entities are pre- pre- present because they're monogamous. You know, so I think it's I think it's important that we look at the bigger picture of prep and not not from this this microscopic lens. It's like, yo, this is huge. We're we're now bringing couples together in ways that they could not be before. You know, it is very important that we talk about that and let people know what's going on. You know, with prep and say, hey, prep is out there. Prep is for you, you and you. It is not just this one sided drug that's only for gay people that because gay people are the most at risk for HIV infection. All right, so here we go. So why do we think that, you know, the black community is not getting on PrEP? You know, of course, we all don't have the, the answer for that, but I'm just going to say from my experience working in the field that a lot of African Americans are still holding on to the Tuskegee experiment, you know, which happened way back in the 50s, which was a study that happened at Tuskegee University when it came to syphilis. They were injecting um, black men with syphilis, and men were dying from it you know, using them as, as a social experiment. And that trauma has crossed over to generations. So what I have noticed just in conversations is that a lot of black gay men are shying away from PrEP because they still equate it with Tuskegee. They still equate it with, with the stigma and trauma that happened back then, and they have brought it over into now. So the older generation of black gay men are they have an effect on the younger generation. Now, I know a lot of um, millennials who are pro-PrEP. A lot of millennials are getting on PrEP. They're trying PrEP. They think PrEP is, is, is what they need right now because they know how they get down. They know what, what their sexual life is all about. So that's what they're doing. Unfortunately, a lot of older men who are still HIV negative, which, you know, Unfortunately, it's like a unicorn within the black gay community, but there are a lot of older HIV-negative men who still will not get on PrEP because they say, I'm not taking this. It's not been researched long enough. What are the side effects? What's the long-term side effects? I'm not about to be no explore the man, and we all know who the man is. However, when we look at the white community, the white gay community, they're taking PrEP. They're using PrEP. You know, and, and HIV numbers have dropped drastically in cities like San Francisco because of the uptake of PrEP. I don't have that that data right now, but San Francisco has seen a huge turnover in the rate of new HIV infections thanks to PrEP because PrEP is accessible, PrEP is out there. You know, and if I can steal a quote from my, my boss, Terry Smith, he said, I'll put PrEP in the water like fluoride. You know, that way everybody's on PrEP. Just PrEP is out there. Everybody don't even know they're taking it, but they're taking PrEP because we're seeing HIV rates are still skyrocketing. They're still elevating. People are still becoming infected, but a lot of people who are becoming infected do not have the knowledge. Now, I work in an HIV testing clinic, and unfortunately, um, I have tested quite a few people um, with HIV. I've diagnosed them positive, and they had no idea about PrEP. And, and they feel some kind of way because they're like, why was this not public knowledge? Why was I not made aware of this? And these are younger gay men. Why was I not made aware of this? Why are there not billboards all over all over our cities like Compton and Watts letting us know that something like this is available? I say because we still have a lot of homophobia and there's still a lot of stigma associated with HIV. So the pushback is real. The pushback for any kind of regimen that's going to decrease HIV infection is still out there because people still associate HIV with homosexuality. It's not the case. You know, people still think that women who got a, who contracted HIV, all of them got it from a man who slept with other men. 
That's not the case. We got to do better with how we discuss HIV, with how we discuss human sexuality. We got to make sure that we're giving our young men a chance, you know. Now, as it comes to the women, you know, our young girls, should they get on PrEP? Yes, because they don't know what the guys out there are doing. They have no idea. You know, and it's not just because the guy is sleeping with, with other men. He can be sleeping with other girls who have HIV. You know, girls can transmit it to guys. You know, don't think that it's just all two men. A girl can infect a man with HIV. Yes, that is highly possible. But we also have a lot of intravenous drug users. People are also out there getting tattoos. People are using needles, dirty needles. It's all kind of ways to get HIV. And PrEP is a protective measure. All right, it's a protective measure. So if you're not having sex but you are shooting up, guess what? PrEP is for you as well. So we got to broaden our thought processes, people, broaden our thought processes and look at the bigger picture, all right? So, um, of course, like I thought, I would not get a lot of listeners for tonight's show, not a lot of callers or whatever, not a lot of folks on Facebook chiming in, you know, but Kareem, I see you listening. Kwame, I see you listening. I thank you. Um, let's, let's share this information Let's get the knowledge out there. Let the folks know what's going on. Let the folks know that there is a, a new thing to add to your prevention um, toolkit to keep you from contracting HIV. It is called pre-exposure prophylaxis. Also, we have post-exposure prophylaxis. Just some tidbits on that, another reminder on that. If you have sex with someone and you find out they have, they have HIV, okay, you have 72 hours to get on PEP, 72 hours to get on PEP. PEP was first introduced in the medical field, so it worked with emergency care professionals. So we had firefighters, police police um, personnel, um, people that worked in the hospital and jail. PEP was available for them in case they got pricked by a needle while on the job or were trying to break up a fight and there was blood present, the person had HIV, they can get on PEP. PEP became available to the public a few years ago. So it is now available to the public. So, ladies, if you have sex with a guy and you find out the guy has HIV, come into the clinic. Fellas, if you have sex with a guy you find out the guy has HIV, come to the clinic. Fellas, you have sex with a lady, you find out she has HIV, come to the clinic. Within 72 hours, get on PEP. If you're having sex with someone that you know is HIV positive and the condom breaks, okay, that's another reason to get on PEP. It is out there and it is for you. All right, so that is my overview of PEP um, and PrEP for you on tonight. You know, I hope that someone learns something. I hope that someone will, will share this message with those that they know who are out there being sexually active but don't want to use condoms and all that kind of stuff. And it's very important because it takes a village. It definitely takes a village. So we all got to use our voice, use our platform to get these messages out to those who we love, especially to the millennials and Generation Z. Let them know, hey, you can use a condom, you can get on PrEP. There's a lot of ways to keep from contracting HIV, all right? Keep from contracting HIV. It is very, very, very important. All right, so tonight's show, y'all, was very brief, very to the point what you needed. If not, hit me up on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook under Dante Morrison. You can also find the Dante Show on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, Dante Morrison. All right, so we'll go out tonight with my girl, Her. I love her. I love everything about her. Her is a beast. So be safe, everybody. Get on that prep. Get some condoms. And do what you guys do to remain HIV negative. All right, until next week, stay up, stay blessed, stay safe. Show tonight. I hit all the notes that I know you like. You 
know I'm a pro and I'm on the mic. We already here, so turn off the lights. Yeah, you had a lot to say. No more talking, you can use that mouth in other ways. Cause I want it now. I want it now. Now, now I'll say it again. I want it, and, uh, and I want it. 